Dear Single Mom, welcome to episode three. I'm your host, Meg Delagrange. Today, I am thinking about being ashamed of my story and ashamed of my upbringing. And I know I have a bit of an odd story because I was born Amish and excommunicated from the Mennonite church that I was in at the age of 21. But we all have a story. And I don't think any of us should be ashamed of where we come from. And at one time, I didn't even realize that I was ashamed of where I came from. Someone actually told me not to be ashamed of my story. And I thought, well, I'm not. And then as time went on, I started realizing just how much I was running from everything that reminded me of my background. So I started my life over in Denver, Colorado. No one knew me. It was an amazing fresh start. And I'm all about fresh starts. Hello, they're awesome. Do them if you can, it's amazing. But we have to be so careful that while while we're starting fresh and while we're doing all these new things that are amazing for us, and so healthy for us that we're not running from the past. And I think it's kind of healthy, normal to run for a while. You kind of have to put some distance between you and the past, and then you can begin to process it when you feel safe. And I think that's, you know, I'm not a psychologist. I really don't even know what I'm talking about, but From my own experience, I do know that it's been healthy for me to have this period of running. And for me, I kind of ran for 10 years because I'm 31 now and I got excommunicated when I was 21. And it just showed up in funny little ways. Like one of my best friends asked me, why don't you, um, she asked me, why don't you date someone from your background and my immediate reaction was ugh, like disgusting like no and then when I had such a strong reaction I looked at that and I was like why why that reaction and then I kind of let it go and it, and it just kind of you know because I have a lot of things going on I'm very career-oriented Um, you know, a couple years ago, the only thing I could think about was, well, I need to find a husband, you know, another one, that marriage didn't work out, so now I need to find another husband, where is he, who is he, and then that's a process that I hope we get to talk about, but now I'm not, just doesn't consume my thoughts, but it was interesting that that question brought up such a strong response in me, and to boot, it, I hadn't really even faced that idea before because I'm living in a city where there's no one who comes from my background that I know of or that I've met. And, you know, anybody from my background is married and has five, ten kids already. Or, you know, if they're not conservative, maybe they're, you know, have the average two kids. So 
it wasn't even an option to meet somebody from my background, right? And I still haven't met someone who comes from my specific background, but since then I have met um, a couple people that have come from a more conservative setting, and I've been able to, you know, meet these guys and not think of them as though, like, color them with where we all came from. But what I realized as I was processing was that I had carried so much shame about my background. Maybe it was the childhood abuse that I grew up with, or the way my, my ex-husband, who also came from my background, treated me and often unknowingly put me into a certain category as a woman. I never wanted to feel so devalued ever again. I'm not really sure how to tell you how to get over that shame, but there's a few things that I have thought of. One, I think distance and time, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, can help a lot. Two, when you have an intense reaction to something just out of the blue, or in other words, a trigger, when you face a trigger, Explore that trigger without judging yourself and just, you know, follow the little trails to see where they lead and find out what caused that trigger and why and then press in deeper to really get to the root of the problem um, or to the root of the trigger because maybe it's not necessarily a problem but just a different understanding that you can have about yourself and about the situation and about your past and a different perspective that you could have. And then number three, I think it's really helpful to take all of that previous truth that your brain has told you and that your body has learned to protect you from or learned to react to Write it all down and then find a truth that you can hold up and mirror to that previous story that you were telling yourself. Um, First, we have to be honest with the story. First, we have to tell ourselves the story of what we've been through and accept it and then take those Take that and realize what was emotion and what was fact, the facts of what happened, and reconcile it all. And and I think this takes time. And then mirror truth and hope back to it. Um, Looking at the facts, yes, they might be difficult facts. And then finding the hope. And the hope is what dispels the shame. And all year I've been writing in my journal, hope cancels shame. So in this particular instance, I used an example of dating someone from my background and how I had such a strong reaction to that. I haven't gotten to test out whether I could go out on a date with someone from my background and have a good time or see a future with them. I haven't had that opportunity and so this is more something that I'm still in the process of 
processing, processing, ugh, so tongue tied, but I did recently, someone messaged me and wanted to set me up with someone who comes from my background, and I found it encouraging that my response to that suggestion was an openness. So I was no longer looking at that individual, and I never met him. He lives a long ways away from me in another state, and I have no idea if he's interested in meeting me. But the the cool thing was when I looked at like looked at the idea and looked at his profile and um, followed my this person's advice that I should um, go check this person out. I was seeing him as an individual and as a human being just like me and I wasn't coloring him with all these suspicions. Oh, is he going to be this way or is he going to be that way because he grew up in, in my background so he has to be just like the assholes that I know from my background, you know, or just, you know, he has to have these mannerisms or those mannerisms. And I could definitely, um, you know, maybe he does have some mannerisms that are similar, but I think you all know what I'm trying to say. I wasn't putting him in that box. Anytime that you put someone in a box, it's not necessarily that they fit in that box. It's that you have a mindset of that box. I hope this encourages you. Keep processing, processing, oh, why do I try to say that word? Keep being gentle with yourself through this process. And remember that hope cancels shame. And hold on to the good, because it's there. If you're like me and you're asking yourself, where do I even find hope? How is there hope in the situation? Um, how is there hope in the pain of the past? And I would encourage you, because I think it's really different for each person, but I would encourage you to realize that your future can be different, um, but not necessarily comfortable or pain-free. And I would encourage you to find a different outlook on pain than what you may have had in the past. Pain refines us and pain really kind of works to act as a windshield wiper to our windshield and give us clarity. Not always. At first it can put us in such a fog, but eventually it can work to sharpen our focus. And I find a lot of hope in that because the pain of my past has helped me realize more clearly what my future purpose is and what my current purpose is. And I think you find so much hope when you find purpose. And it really comes simply, I think, just doing the things that you enjoy. And I know as moms, we're so busy, it's so hard to find time to do the things that we enjoy. But even if it's just sitting down for five minutes with a cup of tea or 
taking ourselves out on a date, seeing if a friend would watch our child or our children and taking ourselves on a date somewhere and just being good to ourselves and reminding ourselves that now we have the choices to be safe and to make decisions that feel good and it's okay to say no and I think realizing all of these things that brings me hope that's what brings me hope I would love to hear what brings you hope and I think if we just share the hope we will keep canceling shame and find good to focus on thank you for listening